Hello, this is Michael Dubin with Living Skills. In our time together in this podcast, I would like to talk about dignity. Dignity is about value. It also includes character, integrity, and more. Dignity. Dignity is valuing yourself and valuing others. If you were to do a Google search, it will tell you that it means being valued and respected for what you are, what you believe in, and how you live your life. It means treating others the way we'd like to be treated ourselves, which is basically the golden rule of do unto others. Dignity has several components. Value is primary, but dignity also includes character and integrity, your personal framework of memory and myth, your personal dreams and visions, and freedom. In our current world, too many are seeking to strip others of their dignity, and that is a contributing factor in the breakdown of civility and communication in our society. We often won't take the time to talk with, much less understand, those who we have deemed unworthy of being valued and respected for who they are, what they believe in, and how they live their lives. In other blog posts, we have talked a great deal about valuing ourselves and others. It begins with self-awareness, knowing our needs, our wants, desires, hopes, dreams, goals, our beliefs, the choices we make and why, and more. And while the hopes, dreams, needs, wants of others are more than likely very different than ours, it doesn't make those things any less valuable. When you deny or dismiss the value of those things, you strip away some dignity. Beyond self-awareness, Value also includes self-confidence and self-love. Self-confidence is knowing you can cope with whatever life throws at you, both good and bad. We all have different coping mechanisms and different ways of evaluating whether we feel prepared to cope with life. We are all impacted by different things in our own unique way. What may be devastating to one of us might just roll off the back of others of us. What we cannot do is undermine people's coping mechanisms by insisting that they see things or react to things or deal with things in the way that we think they should or as we would. Doing so would undermine their sense of self-confidence. Self-love is also part of value. When we learn to love ourselves, we are more likely to recognize our own value and thus the value of others and the value of the loving relationships they have in their lives. Now, we won't go into self-respect here, as there is an entire blog post and podcast devoted to that subject that is available to you. When we deny or refuse to see and respect the needs, wants, desires, hopes, dreams, goals, beliefs, choices, self-respect, self-love, and self-confidence in others, we are stripping them of dignity. And that's not okay. Character is an important part of dignity. Character and integrity go together. As we discussed when we talked about authenticity, character is about living by our ideals and principles, like honesty, compassion, caring, morals, ethics, being responsible, never deliberately being hurtful to others, etc. The measure of our character is how often and how successfully we live by our principles. Integrity is doing the right thing because it is the right thing to do even when no one is looking. Integrity is keeping our word and keeping our commitments.
When we disparage or disregard or harshly judge the character and integrity of people we know nothing about, we are blinding ourselves to their dignity. We cannot make any kind of value judgment about the character and integrity of anyone based on their appearance or gossip we have heard about them, much less based on, on some, some assumption that we have made about them. When we treat others from a place wherein we are not living by our own character and integrity, or when we make negative assumptions about anyone else's character or integrity, we turn our backs on dignity. Also, we all have our own framework of memory and myths. Even if you and I and a friend of ours all went to the same concert or party, all three of us would remember the event differently. We would certainly all remember some of the same things, but there would be no absolutely correct version of our memories. So it goes with all of us. Often we remember things from our childhood differently than our parents. A big shock for many as an adult is when they find out that a memory that they have held on to since childhood that was a defining moment for them. Their parents have no recall of it ever having happened. My point is that we all have a storehouse of memories that shape and mold us. Our perceptions, our perspectives, our ways of coming at the world, and our ways of being in the world. And over time, we let go of some memories and, and replace them with newer and more important memories, both good and bad. But everyone's storehouse of memory is exclusive only to them. We don't get to judge their memories. We only get to try to understand them and the impact they have had or continue to have. And refusing to respect that the memories that have shaped someone else that are more than likely very different from our own lived experience cheats them of respect and dignity. Further, we all have our own personal framework of myths. Now most people think of myths as nice stories, like fairy tales. Myths are stories, but not fairy tales and certainly not fiction. Myths have been used throughout history to explain where we came from, and how we got here, and the origin of our people or tribe, our customs, our beliefs, our rituals as a society or as a people. Myths are also instructional. They explain how to approach life or make it through life in a variety of situations. They are archetypal in that sense. This or that myth explains how we should do this or get through that challenge in life or how to make good decisions or do the right thing. Many are about how to avoid the traps that life can set for us. We all have a set of stories that we tell ourselves about the way the world works and about how life works and about how we have to approach life and the people in it. Those myths that we live by are informed by the memories that we hold, the experiences we have, as well as the beliefs we have come to trust. This is the way life or relationships work and that is just the way it is for us, at least until we change. This is why, as the wise old saying goes, you can't understand someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. You have no idea of the memories and personal myths that have come to form them as they are because those experiences and memories and strategies of getting through life are so personal and so singular to each and every one of us. We all have our own dreams and visions for our life, the things we want to accomplish and experience, where we see ourselves as our life progresses, the life we want to live. And freedom is about the freedom to be and become whomever we want to be, 
unencumbered by the judgments or obstacles placed on our path by others. When you encounter someone who doesn't think like you, or look like you, dress like you, worship like you, eat the same things you do, like the same music or movies you do, remember it is their personal value made up of self-awareness, self-love, self-confidence, self-respect, their character and integrity, their myths and memories, their dreams and visions for their own lives, and their God-given freedom to be and become whomever they want that has produced the person you are encountering. You do not get to judge them or their process. And as we said above, dignity is about treating others the way we'd like to be treated ourselves, and nobody likes being judged unfairly or deemed less than others. There are a lot of problems in the world right now, and to begin to fix them, we're going to need all hands on deck. And in order for us to do that, we are going to need to begin respecting and honoring one another's inherent dignity. No, not everybody is going to be just like you, nor should they be. A society of the Borg would be a horrible place to live. But as we once again learn to and practice respecting and honoring one another's inherent dignity, the good news is you are going to meet some amazing people along the way. And as we learn to work together, so will come quite literally our salvation. I hope you have found this podcast of use. If you have any questions or comments or want more information about Living Skills, please feel free to email me at livingskillsinc at gmail.com or contact me through my website, www.livingskills.pro. At Living Skills, we offer positive psychology and transpersonal psychology coaching and counseling, spiritual coaching and counseling, and psychological skills training and education. We are especially sensitive to the needs of the LGBT community and also the millennial generation, but our services and skills are applicable to and we work with everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Our podcasts are available not only on the Living Skills site, but they are listed on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Google Podcasts under the name The Problem with Humans, and we are always putting up new episodes. This is Michael Dubin in Atlanta. Thanks for listening.